How are you doing? What's up? How's Hartford? Hartford's good. You know, we're a little bit uh, a little bit down this year because we we haven't gotten any snow. Like, there's been a little bit of snow, but like no real snow, right? So anybody who likes to ski has just we've all been out of luck here in the Northeast, uh, uh, pretty much across the board. There's there's been no snow. It's been too warm or or, or too too much rain. Like it hasn't been accumulating. Listen, there are so many Europeans that on one side will go like, oh my God, the snow is so horrible this year. At the same time, there are so many Europeans go like, well, we are so lucky that it's not that cold or so snowy this year. Because, well, you know, geopolitics and the war in uh, Ukraine. And mm. Not enough uh, gas to warm uh, the houses or run industry. So, yeah, serious no. problem, yeah. Seri- serious problems, yeah. Yep. And with this uh, very optimistic note, so you've been running in a short account for five, six, seven years. How long? Six, six years now. And that, I guess I guess it kind of depends on where you start counting from. But you know, the first event that we ever had was actually in April of 2017. But I had started the conversations and created the first meetup group online and in late 2016. So and like I said, it depends on where you start counting from, but it's uh, it's definitely been over six years. Am I right to say that that's the bigger regional in short community conference, right? Because we can um, distinguish, of course, in short connect, uh, in short insights, the big conferences, of course, in short connect Vegas, that's the biggest that's the mothership but in terms of regional conferences you started basically as a meetup correct yeah and actually i, w- I want to say insuretech boston did it first like they were the ones that had the very first ever community with insuretech on it right and um you know when i said when i when i started doing insuretech hartford I had absolutely no intention of being in the conference business. And I think that's one of the big differentiators, right? So you look mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, ITC or InsureTech Insights or Innovators and all these other, you know, media companies that are trying to grow um, a conference portfolio. They, they come at it from a different angle, right? I, I came at it because at the time I was 15 years in the industry as an IT guy, insurance IT guy. I started doing some research. I started seeing all the investment going into startups and I started having these flashbacks to like the late nineties and dot com days. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, I, I think this is going to be a thing and I want to be a part of it, but there was no thing to be a part of. So um, I started, I knew I had to have a meeting and, uh, and I wanted to start getting people together to just talk about what was going on in the industry. You know, as an industry insider, that was, that was, That was where I started it from, out of my passion and, and curiosity and wanting to, to stay active and close to the industry, right? I, I really did not set out to, to sorry, I did not set out to, to begin building conferences. That wasn't my goal. It's so funny because I think that we started more or less in the same time in different directions, right? So I joined Farmers end, end of 2014 or early 15, which means I started in Shoot LA 
in somewhere in 16 so it more or less was with the with the InsurTech book and it started as a meetup because also I came from big tech and joined farmers a part of their well they did a lot of switch and bait but I was part of their IT structure their organization and it was like oh my god I can't believe that they do this stuff this way one you know we need to bring to build a community here in LA and to bring talent and in a year or two when I had enough and I have an idea for the best next whatever startup I will have co-conspirators to start the next venture with and you know my and my for me it was more about well there is no commercial we're going to bring the people together we had an event once every six to eight weeks and needless to say all kinds of people pushed it or tried to pull it in different directions accelerator here or there and i was more operation so i'm going to start the next startup and with covid it basically turned into this of course to a podcast and having conversation. And I think that this is going to be episode 94 or 95 to be determined. So, and it's very interesting because you took the path, right? With, I think you were with AXA, sorry, Excel, then AXA, then I'm not really sure. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know your CV by heart. And you took it towards building your own conferences and not even one you're starting to build your small little empire of of small events yeah i mean again i didn't start out that way it wasn't the intent and um what i what i wanted to do is be a part of innovation and driving um driving innovation forward in the industry and i thought startups was a great vehicle for that and uh, there wasn't uh, as much, definitely not near as much um, support and activity and stuff as there is today. So there was no playbook, there was no script. Um, I, I remember I went to ITC, is like, this is great. And I reached out to Jay and he graciously, you know, sat down with me at lunch one day and he's like, uh, I don't even remember the, the, the actual conversation, but it was something along the lines of, um, so you're going to do this like small community event thing. And he's like, I, I, I've never really seen anybody like make success from that. And so I think in a way he kind of planted a little seed. He like, he made a challenge out of it. Right. He was like, I don't think this could be done. And I, I had been to ITC and I I'd seen um, what it could look like. And, 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 you know, I'd also seen some of the great work that, you know, like Robin Mertens and, and team out in London was doing with mm-hmm. Instech London, right? And um, had been to um, an early InsureTech Boston event. And I was like, yeah, I think I think we can we can do this. And then, you know, accelerator programs started popping up and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, we ultimately have always been about community, the InsureTech community. And it started with the insure tech community in Hartford because, well, there's a lot of insurance and there was no insure tech anything. Um, but then the pandemic hit. And so kind of um, like the pandemic gave you a path. It gave me a path. Um, and when the pandemic happened, I was able to start going online. I was forced to start going online. Not, I could have always gone online, but I was kind of forced to be like everybody. 
And, um, and I feel like what started to happen at that point is things just started to go more global, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, it, it wasn't about, you know, the carriers in my backyard uh, trying to get them to come out and play. Uh, you know, we were getting engagement from all over the place. And we, and we were originally, again, wanting to drive innovation in the industry. Uh, 2020 was the year that we were planning to start the innovation challenge. And when we, when we planned that, it was really, we were working with talking to the local universities about how do we get the students involved and trying to get some of the local carriers to support it. But due to the pandemic, we wound up having to go online with that too. And it became a, a global innovation challenge, right? And, um, you know, every year we get applications from at least a dozen different countries outside of the U.S., plus coast to coast, north to south. And so, um, you know, if the pandemic never happened, I might still be trying to figure out how to get, you know, local university students to put in one application, right? And and so it's the, the pandemic kind of just, it, it created a different path for me. Yeah. Well, the pandemic for me at that point, I was running down the API for about two years. And when it hit in 2020, I remember I, I just came back 2020, January or February, I just came back from Sao Paulo for meetings with Brazil. And we had projects and doing this and that. And we had a couple of other projects there with the- Marquette. Weren't you in the Lloyd's lab too? Uh, Lloyd's lab, I was, pa I was a, as an advisor. So I was a board of advisor for a different startup. Oh, okay, okay. Different story. But that's Sorry. What, yeah, yeah. I was there, but uh, it wasn't my startup. It wasn't something that I founded and CEO. Uh, but basically with COVID, you know, the next month you go like, okay, what's going on? We want to launch. We need to move forward. Silence. And then you have mm -hmm. six months, nine months that the companies that you're providing them with SaaS or, you know, SaaS solutions just disappeared. And sadly for my startup, it was basically, uh, was a coup de grace and basically killed it. But for InsurTech LA, or to be precise, what we have now, which is the InsurTech Talk podcast, it's created another path. But this one, it's its own path by itself. Those are two different tracks that sort of support each other. Let's talk about actually about the ecosystem, about the different communities. So, you know, we have the big player, ITC plus DR, which are Clarion events. We have InsurTech Insights that they have London and New York, they manage sort of to have these two cities while of course, ITC has Vegas and uh, I would say they do use Miami for LATAM and I think Singapore for Asia and uh, Barcelona is coming up as a combination, which I need to turn. Come on, guys. The uh, Munich Dia was for Oktoberfest and now you're doing it in November. Come on. <laughs> so those are the big ones. I don't know what happened to dig in. They just disappeared. Um, you mentioned earlier InsurTech innovators. I'm not really familiar with them. I don't think that I ever uh, took part in one of their conferences. I assume it's 500, 600 people. But you're going there. But let's talk about the different communities. And you started with Instech London, which been been there a while in, in my opinion. 
they are doing an amazing job because they are a community and I love what Robin, uh, what they are doing there. Having that weekly meeting, having the ability to meet together and have a conversation. Well, yeah, I, I, to me, they were one of the originals and it, it was also part of the inspiration uh, for me doing uh, the InsureTech Hartford stuff because, you know, working uh, at Excel and, having colleagues over there in London and seeing like, oh, they're going to all these cool networking events. And I've got, I, I'm looking out my window, I see all these logos, but there's nothing, to, you know, nothing like mm -hmm. that here. So that was, that was a part of uh, what, part of the kindling, at least, if not the spark to, uh, to, to creating the fire, you know. And you have a, and it can be a similar model, right? Or people don't play along? Because the beauty about London, the city, Everyone is, is in this square mile, finish work, mm -hmm. and you walk a few steps, and there you have your weekly or, you know, once every two weeks conversation with your colleagues about what's going on in the industry. And Hartford is a perfect example because everyone is there, and it's as small as one square day mile. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a concentration. I think one of the bigger differences between a, a London and a Hartford is infrastructure, right? Like in London, most people take the train into work, and that means mm -hmm. they get to take the train home from work, which means that, hey, if they're going to go out and have a pint after after hours for uh, for happy hour or something like that, they could, they could do that. You know, in Hartford... It's kind of a different lifestyle. You know, you drive into work and then you got to drive home and you got to get home before your kids soccer practice. Right. So it's just a different type of, of, of community. And I, and, um, and, and so I, 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 I mean, I love uh, going to London and, uh, and, and, and they, I'm sometimes, you know, I guess I could say I'm a little jealous of what they have there. Right. I think it's really cool. London and Hartford has concentration of, a lot of insurance professionals. But there is a difference in infrastructure. There's the difference between after work commitments and where people live. And of course, part of it is, as you said, oh, there is snow. London is not snow. It can be rainy, but you know, only once in a while it may snow. And uh, you showed me once your backyard, which was like you know, almost a foot uh, deep in snow. And needless to say that you have a, a few yards of uh, driveway that how much is it? I don't know. Thirty feet? No, yards, or even yards? more. Yards? No. How I many? I guess it's a, it's a couple of football fields. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but me, yeah, and so that's no fun when it snows. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, but it's a different lifestyle. So, how far you growing up and you're doing more and more conferences, and we have a few folks in. Austin, there is, of course, the New York team, uh, Chicago, I think that the different, not Chicago, is there a Chicago? Uh, so, which yeah, is very surprising. There is. No, there is. I, I guess Chicago? you haven't been paying enough at me. Oh, and, then, come on. And that, that Doshi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, actually, you know, after doing so many years in, in Hartford, um, I, I always wondered why in certain areas we, we didn't see more insure tech activity and, and definitely Chicago was one of them. I think there's a lot of great uh, carriers, a lot of strong brokers as well out there. 
um, and there are uh, startups and there are investors and basically all the key ingredients are there mm-hmm. and not just one or two, like there's a really strong presence. So um, I think, you know, people have tried to get that community activated in the past, but um, you know, the one thing about communities is, you know, if you, you talk about ITC, you talk about, insights and all these other ones right it's a commercial venture they're they're there to make to make a, a profit and obviously everyone's okay with that um, uh, but the um in the communities it's a little different right communities don't make a profit right like no one's getting you know no one's making a living off of running an insure tech community right so um there has you're, to be something there that you're trying to cover that, your costs that's that's typically what it's about yeah and so th- there has to be something more to it than a commercial driver right and so like what I, I tell my story about like I didn't set out to do any of this I just want to engage and um, so yeah it has to come from from passion there have to be people in that local community willing to do the do the work to, to make it happen and and I guess I was talking about this in the context of Chicago. So I don't want to make it sound like there was nobody in Chicago that wants to do any work, <laughs> but um, it, 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 to sustain doing an event is, is easy. Sustaining regular events is hard. And so I even think about uh, the future of Hartford. Obviously I've been doing this for six years now. I can't imagine I'll be doing it 16 years from now. So, um, but it's too valuable, I think, to the community to, to just stop it. Right. So um how do you make these things sustainable right and so to me that's a little bit of part of the idea of going to other communities like a chicago and also you know working with lisa wardlaw and trying to get atlanta activated and just trying to see if we can get to a point where there's maybe enough uh, scale to these things that we can actually pay people uh, a, a, a livable wage to help run and coordinate multiple communities right so that's mm-hmm that's the direction I'd like to see it go in because there really is value. I, I believe in these insure tech communities, bringing people together is so important because people don't go to the office enough as it is anymore. So you need to fabricate these opportunities. And I think that's also why we're seeing this, you know, some of these conferences grow uh, to, the, to the scales that they're growing because people need the excuses and the reasons and the opportunities to come together. So um, local networking events, I, I think it's the same thing. And um, but back to what I was saying, it's not about the money. It's got to it's got to come from people in those geographies that have a passion for it. So are you taking the the Hartford community concept and template and implementing that in Chicago and Atlanta? So same concept, so. same spirit, <laughs> uh, the same logo for sure, so, yeah. same style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because- um, because there's been a lot of lessons learned over the years and mm-hmm. I, I, I know shortcuts and I know um, things not to do. Um, I, I don't know everything. I'm willing to, you know, to listen. And, 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 I'm, and the way I look at it is I'm just there to help. I bring a lot of uh, experience in, in, in this, uh, in this place and in this, and, and that's what I want to do. I want I just want to help these guys grow. And hopefully, like I said, we can get to a point where there's enough scale that it becomes um, long-term and sustainable um, a- across more communities. Because even established communities like LA, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's only there's only so much, um, you know, gilad that you could put towards that. And there's 
you know, quite frankly, probably only so much Gilad they want to see, right? Oh no, they. <laughs> I think it was a tweet recently from a from Brett Fulmer, which he's supposed to have an event today now somewhere in Orange County, and that's a perfect example. Am I going to that? I wish I could, but when I punch in, you know, how long it's going to take me into Google, it's like two hours, something that usually will take 50 minutes. And mm. this, is the, this is the biggest challenge that we have in Southern California, right? So mm. I usually define as Southern California, we are starting from Santa Barbara all the way down to Tijuana, including Tijuana, because we have a lot of, a lot of people who are dealing if they are insurance companies, startups, investors, and we have more and more and more investors moving here uh, to Los Angeles, many to Santa Monica, Silicon Beach. But the challenge when you want to bring people to an event, there is a cost. There is, okay, I need to commute now. Now, we talked about it for your symposium and, for, and you said, ah, Northeastern, uh, we are, we know to get into the car and sit in the car for two, three hours. And sadly, um, in, in Los Angeles, we know how to sit in the car and not move for two hours. And we hate it. And we don't like to do that. So it's all about accessibility. And will the, in front of me, uh, will finally move because he's now, I don't know, checking out TikTok instead of actually realizing that it's green. Um, so, yeah, uh, there, there is a lot of space here, but you need to understand how to deal with the geography and where the different, the different population where they are. Uh, in California, the biggest challenge is that we don't have the big, enough big carriers. We have Farmers Insurance, we have Pacific Life. Uh, Topa, we have a couple of them, but then you have very small and regional. All of the big companies have some sort of an office, but not the headquarters. And then, as you mentioned, oh, we finished school. Uh, sorry, we finished work. It's five. I need to take care of my kids. I need to pick them up to soccer or something like that. Then now to sit in traffic and then meet and to talk about insurance or insurtech and the future of things. So it's a little bit different. And it has challenges and the more people, the merrier, right? Definitely. I mean, there's it, it a big difference when 15 people versus 150, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, it, but you're bringing up a, an interesting point about how um, each, within each community, there's a culture or, or, a, or, or a lifestyle, right? And some are more conducive uh, to supporting uh, strong networking than than others, right? So, um, it's a good it's a good point, and I and I and I've definitely seen the uh, the struggles that you have out there in in LA with with the traffic, and I don't I don't um, I, I feel bad for you, bro. <laughs> it's not that bad; it's just frustrating. That's, that's a big difference. Yeah. Because, and you're familiar with the history of the public transportation. They pulled it out so they will use cars. At the end of the day, and that's, and we can use that as a segue to the new symposium that you're going to have. It's all about accessibility and who it serves. Sometimes it's, yeah, I don't mind that it will take me 
another hour if I know that I can utilize that hour in a different way, right? I can fly an hour more, but I can use that time rather than stop, I don't know, do different connections, jump on a car, on a train, and then go back to something else because it, there is so much overhead and interruption that takes out the quality time that I can actually do something with it. And people know their packing order and what's and they know how to prioritize their quality of life or lifestyle. And, and it shows, so no, yeah, it impacts in, in their decisions. And from that, you know, which is the weirdest segue, let's talk about, okay, about the symposium because you started at the meetup. You had a great, I would say, breeding ground to bring people and to more people and more people. Then you had 100, 200 uh, small, not so small meetups. And I think last year, uh, we sort of kid that you graduated and you actually produced a conference. 500, 600 people. How many people were in? Seven. You see, I just, I said the, low, the bar low so you can smash it from, with 700. Thank you, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, we, we actually had the first ever InsureTech Hartford Symposium in 2019. And I love telling people the story that we, we put the whole thing together in six weeks. We came back from ITC that year and we had no sponsors and no tickets sold. And by election day, we had the InsureTech Hartford Symposium. So we were really excited that we had almost 300 people there and uh, it had this really great vibe to it. And um, it was about a day and a half and we did some workshops and it was small enough that you can kind of get people to, to work and collaborate mm -hmm. together. And um, it was like a Goldilocks moment, I called it, because it wasn't too big, it wasn't too small and just the right amount of space for just the right amount of people. And it was it was just really great. And uh, But then the pandemic happened, right? And we wanted to do it again in 2020 and we obviously we couldn't so we we wound up um having the the we went back to in-person events in september of 21 and we wound up having the um the symposium in april end of april in in 2022 and we we grew it up to the uh, connecticut convention center and that was like yeah it was like a graduation thing to to now be talking about the connect like for me, the Connecticut Convention Center was like a big deal because it's a big space, it's a big place. You know, it um, it it takes commitment to get in there, right? Like mm -hmm. you, know, you know, it's one thing renting space in the Marriott versus uh, the, the commitments you need to make when you want to um, fill a, a you know the Connecticut Convention Center. So that was like a big step up, um, and so actually, all along this whole journey is you know trying to help startups and innovators uh, grow and help them find their way in the industry. But all along, um, and I didn't set out to do this again, but at some point I started realizing like, wait a minute, I'm a startup trying to help startups, right? So, you know, InsureTech Hartford, the first ever event that I had, I'm pulling out my credit card to buy pizza and two liter bottle sodas from Domino's, right? And, uh, and now, you know, in 2023, we're gonna have the InsureTech Hartford Symposium at, at, the, at the Mohegan Sun, uh, Earth, exhibit center which is where they run miss america pageants right it's like a really high-end place it's a massive amount of space wait 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 wait, wait 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 that's where they mm -hmm. run i didn't know that yeah so that's where they run go, the... 
Go Google it. Yeah. The Miss US Miss, pageant. Miss America. Miss yeah. America. Sorry. What's the difference? Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know that there is a Miss USA. I think it's Miss America. Oh, okay, Miss America. It, but, Sorry, yeah. Um, My but yeah, they. It's it's a it's a high end venue, right? And so one of the things last year, you know, we we had the Connecticut Convention Center, and it was a good event. Um, but I really spent some time trying to trying to dissect like how to go from good to great, and um, and I think what I where I landed was the big difference is experience, right? So everyone has content that you know. And I t I've told people this before, but this is just how I, I, I've thought about it, right? So everyone has content. Content might make the difference between good and bad, but you know, if you got bad content, that's not going to be good for you, right? Um, but everyone has content. Um, food and beverage, and some drinks, and some networking, and, uh, and an exhibit hall full of vendors, right? Like everybody has these things, right? Um, but how do you elevate to greatness? And I realize it's the experience around the event. It's what happens outside of the exhibit hall. It's the relationships that people get to build and the connections that they make. And the, that, that, that's what drives the experience. So I set out to, to, fi to figure out how do I create the best experience that I could. And, um, you know, living in, in Eastern Connecticut, Mohegan Sun is actually 20 minutes from my house. So, um, you know, I went down there, checked out the venue, had a conversation and I said, this is it. This is the place. It's actually, um, you know, in terms of the experience, they have the second largest casino in the United States outside of Las Vegas. Um, and it's, and it's of that kind of quality, right? It's not like some, you know, bingo hall that they put slot machines in that you might see as you're driving across the country, right? It was built from the ground up to be a big and beautiful place. Two, two large hotels with two saunas and two pools and lots of, of dining and, and shopping and, you know, Michael Jordan Steakhouse coach, like they've got real brands there, right? And they do, they have concerts uh, and sporting events in their arena. It's like, it's a full entertainment complex, but it's also a business complex because um, other business events happen there too. So um, we, we uh, so just the experience side was, um, where, where we, where I was focused when, uh, when picking this, this venue, but we've also been digging deep into some other challenges that I think happen in, in, in the industry at a lot of conferences. And for me, I come from the carrier side of the house, right? That's where I spent 21 mm -hmm. years of my career. And so that's how I tend to think about these things. And I personally, you know, have gone to a lot of conferences and, and, there was just things about them that I love and there are things about them I don't love. Right. And one of the things that always kind of bothered me was this feeling that by going to this event, I'm going to wind up being hounded by salespeople for the next six months. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't, I, I mean, it's just, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. Right. So um, we've done a lot of things and we're doing a lot of things um, explicitly intentively to try and create um a hybrid of best of both worlds. Obviously, if you took all the insurance carrier people and you locked them in a back room and you never let them be out in the floor, then the the all the all the partners and 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 sponsors and exhibitors would get no value, right? So you, you can't do that. But what we what we've started doing is is creating um, creating roundtables and content where where they can get together as peers in smaller, tighter 
environments for, for you know, maybe 45 minutes at a time and really uh, connect with each other deeper and have real meaningful conversations. But in the meanwhile, we're making use of this 110,000 square foot exhibit hall that we have to, to create an integrated experience around um, obviously, you know, the, the, all, the, all the vendors, the latest startups and, and the latest, you know, emerging techs and all that is going to be there. Um, but that's also where the, where the, the two main stages are gonna be. So there's always going to be buzz in the room. And we did this last year, but we learned some lessons on how to do it better this year. We've hired a sound engineering company to help us make improvements as well. And um, and so, you know, definitely lessons learned as we're as we're we're growing this thing. But the idea is to to keep everybody in the space as much as possible because that keeps the energy up. Um, it creates the the the, the foot traffic and um, and so you know. The, the, the networking lounge, we're gonna have this beautiful networking lounge built in, in the middle of it. Um, and, and so there's really, except for when people go into these little breakout sessions, you're, you, you don't need to leave. You're in this, this space together, experiencing it with, with everybody. And at the end of the day, when the conference is done um, and we have our networking um, you know, reception, you then get to go out and build even deeper relationships um, you know, around the, around the property. So, um, I don't know, that's just the logic and thought that some of the, some of the logic and thought that's gone into trying to make, um, the best event that we can in, you know, we don't want to be the biggest, right. There are definitely some big conferences out there and, um, I love them. I go to them. I think they're great, but I'm trying to create the best experience, uh, that, that I, that I can. So, so, anyway, thanks for letting me ramble on about that. <laughs> no, of course, I didn't want to stop you because otherwise I will ramble. And, you know, when I ramble later on, I'm trying to edit myself out from the conversation. <laughs> and then it just looks and sounds weird. What, what is the branding or the positioning in terms of a conference that you would like to have? And you can, you know, if it's too much in terms of strategy or competition, you don't really have... You don't really need to answer that exactly, but please tell us. No, I think I, first off, I think I spelled out a lot already. I know, uh, I know. <laughs> you Just know. trying to nail um, it down to a small sound yeah, bite. The, the differentiation, right? It, it, to me, there's, you know, definitely large events out there, but to me, the differentiation is the way we're in, intentionally considering each of the independent audiences. And there are really, separate audiences that you bring together. And it's a little bit of an art to orchestrate them so that they're all getting the most value they can. Carriers want specific things to consider that their value. The uh, the solution providers have things they need to feel that they got their value. The startups and the investors also need have, have ways to, that they judge their value. So we are strategically um, putting things in place for every single one of of these core audience groups mm -hmm. and um and again i'll go back to we don't want to be the biggest we want to be the best the best that we can be and the best that we know we want people to enjoy the experience we want them to get the the, the most value out of it uh and and from a brand perspective I'd, I'd i'd be honored to be known as um the premium event right we've picked a destination resort um beautiful place lots to do great time and and that's um and, and 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 the ability to actually conduct meaningful business and and learn and grow in in all the ways that you would want to at a conference so 
that's what we're trying to do, right? And um, I, I said, you know, like I said, I'm going to continue going uh, to all the big events. I love the big events myself, um, mm-hmm. but sometimes you feel the need to disconnect after some of these things, right? And uh, so, you know, this is an opportunity to disconnect, right? Uh, Go a little slower, mm-hmm. spend deeper time, build better relationships. And that's why you mentioned some of the other specialized uh, events that uh, that I've been a part of. And and it, it, it all draws from that same kind of a theme, right? People get more value and more meaning when they could spend more and better quality time together. And when, you, when you're when you at a 10,000 person event and you're shaking a new hand every five minutes, it, it it's a different. It's it has its purpose and its value as well, but it's just a different, a different um, would, yeah, approach, I would, right? I would categorize the difference between building a relationship versus transactional. So there are, without naming names, there are different leaders in the conference industry that will be more transactional, which is all about okay, bring me the next ticket, next attendee. And, you know, the sponsor who don't really grasp the importance of relationship or don't set it up in the right priority and versus people who it's all about the relationship. If it's not now, it will be later. I'm talking about the monetization. If it's not coming now, we, mm-hmm. we may monetize it later. If we will monetize this relationship, sometimes actually most of the time you don't. And I've seen it in terms of the attitude towards how you host. So uh, who is inviting whom and all the different elements that go with that. And how you set up the structure. And you talked about the whole and the energy and the music and the lights, which you need to be careful not to turn it into a discotheque, right? And it, it still needs to be professional. But the most important part, how do you create the opportunity to, to people to meet? You have the meetings, you have the offline meetings, you have the Brella meetings, you have the planned meetings, and then you have the serendipity meetings. And that's one of the things that I really love about uh, Jay's vision and attitude. And he, there was a point, and I even written it on my blackboard here, which is like, you need to geek out about relationships. So even the, the structure of how you set up the line, the queue for the food during break time or where the different ca- coffee stands, it's all about, man, can we introduce another friction so people can, not friction, uh, opportunity so people can meet each other and have some sort of a conversation? Maybe yes, maybe no. If it will increase by 5% the opportunity that a meaningful relationship will come, and they will go back home saying, oh, it was successful because I met that person. It's worthwhile. Because it's also, you know, when once you move away from transactional thinking, the beauty about it, you think about the long term. It's not just what's my gain for this year, which is important because there are a lot of salaries to pay. And I'm sure that you have a lot of expenses for this year and the previous years. It's um, it, it takes an army to put an event like this together for sure. You know, running networking events, um, you know, is one thing. Uh, running a conference and trying to get twelve hundred people 
to, to, to come on out and making it meaningful for every one of them. And, you know, even mm-hmm. things like the experience of your um, onboarding your exhibitors before the conference, like we've sat here and done process mapping and, you know, we've, we've actually started to get feedback from, from sponsors saying, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've done a lot of events. This is one of the most organized events that I've seen. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's exciting to hear because we've actually invested a lot of time and energy into planning that out to be organized. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a process and IT guy. That's my, that's my, my trade, right? So it's hard for me to, to not, at least in some degree, try to be organized about this stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. it, it, and, and, and we, you know, definitely, uh, we, we, we are thinking about all the angles. Uh, we want to deliver a great experience and I and I'm very excited for uh, the program that's going together. You know, you mentioned uh, um, you know lights and and stuff like we, we we let's just say that we have more things than that I that are not ready to be public yet that we are planning that are just going to blow people's minds away. Great, thank you for saying that because I was trying to stop you so we can because we've been running for so long. So let's talk about a couple of other highlights. Who are the sure. speakers? What special features? Why, who should attend? Why? And what not surprises you have for us? Not surprises? Well, well I mean, you said that there are the, surprises and surprises you need to keep secret unless you want to say the surprises now. Yeah, no. So things like we've taken our uh, uh, agenda, right? Which we're, you know, we're still making adjustments to from, 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 moment to moment as we mm-hmm. see new opportunities like, um, you know, for example, chat GBT has become such a, what, well, what's going on here kind of moment for, for anybody that has anything to do with tech in any industry. Um, so we realize that, Hey, you know, we've probably got to bring some focus in on that. Right. So, um, and then trying to find the right, you know, speakers and the best experts on, on emerging subjects like that. Right. Um, but we've also taken a look at our content and, and said, how do we make sure that what we're actually delivering is of quality? So we've been uh, working and uh, building relationships with leading um, industry analyst firms. Um, so people like, you know, Celent and IT Navarca, who, by the way, so believes in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in what we're doing, that they're building a program for their CIO council inside our event. Right. Nice. So we're expecting 100 uh, CIOs plus uh, to, to be coming to, to the event just through that one strategic relationship. But by, but by using analyst firms, um, uh, media um, uh, journalists and stuff that are experts on what's going on in our industry, uh, to, they, these are the people that are doing the research and these are the ones that are going to be moderating and driving the discussions. Right. So we, we, so again, just another example of how we're focusing on the content side and that's for the carrier people in the audience and, uh, and even the, the startups that want to uh, learn what's going on. It, you know, we've, we've been focusing heavily on trying to make sure we get the best quality content we, we can. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I've mentioned things like the CIO council, we have an executive boardroom event. That's, that's um, actually, we, we've even, if you go to our website, uh, this isn't a secret, there's actually three levels of, of participation at our event. You can res- register as a as general admission attendee. You can register as a VIP, 
or an ex or you can register for the executive experience, which includes um, you know uh, uh, special content, limited seating, um, dinner, lunches, all fine dining, um, plus uh, it, the the price also includes uh, two nights in an executive suite in the hotel, which is you know obviously clearly an upgraded type of suite with river views and stuff. Like we. We we are we are creating better level higher levels of experience for uh, for for people. So um, I see I see some conferences going the other way. They're like, how do we how do we go down? How do we make these tickets cheaper? How do we sell tickets even low, less expensive? Uh, and 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 actually, what we're, we're we're not even focusing on the on the price so much. It's more about how do we make sure we create more value and more exclusive opportunities for these different audiences. So. Um, you know, so we we've I don't know if if I've answered your question or if I've gone off on a, on a tangent here, but um, we are we are looking to bring together um, industry leaders and influencers. Actually, um, Gilad, uh, uh, I, I understand that you're uh, you're 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 going to be receiving an award, right? Apparently, that's you know that you sent me a you know say that. But so this is a me. type of thing that a community-focused event uh, group would do, right? Like, there's a lot of people like yourself that have been out there for years preaching the gospel and evangelizing and share tech and 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 helping in so many ways that and they do it so selflessly, right? So we're taking the opportunity uh, that we since we have these eyeballs. To, uh, to 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 get these people on the stage and give them their moment and, and reward them for for the selfless work they do. So thank you, Gilad. <laughs> thank you, sir. It's my pleasure. Already booked my flight and hotel room. I yes, and I try to figure out: Do I fly to Boston, New York, and take a train, or take the Uber at the end of the day? As I said, fly mm -hmm. small change. Hopefully, my. Uh, uh, my layover in uh, Chicago will be long enough so I can jump on the next plane and then Uber all the way from Hartford to the casino. But yes. Yeah. No, so I hope to be there in time. Not a bad way to go. Yeah. I'm sure you will. I will. I will. <laughs> Listen, I, I had the pleasure of attending a few of your events, including... Yeah, and hopefully you know, your, your Uber driver doesn't get into a car accident this time, exactly. right? Didn't we have that problem once? <laughs> yes, we did. And I was supposed to talk. And I don't remember if it was my startup or a startup that I'm on their advice that I had to present. And who was it? And uh, yeah, it was one of those, one of those, one of those events. But it was great. It was a wonderful event. So but you we... want to know what? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just going to highlight something. Sorry to interrupt you again. Yeah. Uh, but actually what you, what we just did there is we reflected on an experience that we had together around events and that experience helped create our bond. So I just wanted Indeed. to point yeah. that out, right? Experience matters. Relationships the matter. Time that you had... through these events. Yeah, remember the time that you came to give a talk in my in my event and the Uber had an accident? Yay! <laughs> well, we'll be talking about this when we're twenty years older from now. Let's just say, right? Hopefully, no. hopefully we're alive and well. But uh, I prefer yes. the the story that Mark tells about me. But uh, you know, uh, it's for a later for a later uh, conversation. Um, let's talk about uh, slopes and all kinds of special experiences. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, collaborating and, and partnering with others has always been something that I'm a strong and firm believer in. And so I was um, having a conversation with David Gritz one night and he's like, you know, I, he's such an avid snowboarder, really. He's actually mm. top of the line. Right. And we were talking about it and I'm, and, uh, and he's like, you know, maybe it'd be cool if we, if we got some, some investors and, and, um, and started founders together and did a ski uh, event. Right. Because it, this happens in other industries like VCs yeah. on skis and that sort of stuff. And I was like, Hey, you know what? That sounds a great, like, like a great idea. Let's do it. He's like, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not New York. It's not Hartford. It's just David and Stacy. We're partnering. We're going to, we just want to, we just want to help people have a, have, have the best uh, experience and build deep relationships. So we, we set out to make it exclusive and, um, and, and keep it exclusive, right? Um, we don't want a hundred, 200, 500 people coming to this. We, we do 30 to 40 people. That's it. Um, and, and, oh my gosh, the energy and the relationships and the rapport that happens. And you know, what's the most exciting thing is when investors come up to me and say, we made deals at your event. And, and that's just, it's, 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 it's exciting. It's rewarding. And, um, and, and, and I, and the, oh, the, the funniest part about the whole story though, was when I said to David, you know, it's not, I like the idea. Let's figure it out. Let's do it. And then I said to him, now the only thing I have to do is I have to learn how to ski because I had never skied in my life. <laughs> so, um, but that's, I guess, you know, can lead me down a whole nother story, but slopes, um, we did slopes last year for the first time in 22, uh, last summer we did whitewater rafting in Santa Fe, which was great. We did slopes again recently in Beaver Creek, and that was great. And right now, um, we have the wait list started for the InsureTech Trails event. Trails, uh, so that? that's going to be that's going to be coming up in June. So same concept, same target audience, same uh, feel in terms of exclusivity, founders and, and investors trying to get a, an e as close to an equal balance of the two of them. And we're going to Aspen Snowmass. We're going to um, uh, we, so these are not just boondoggles, by the way, there's always a business component where there's programming. We bring in, we bring in expert speakers to talk about very relevant subjects. You know, you know, for example, this last slopes event, you know, Josh Curry from serious point was talking about founder compensation and how, 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 as an investor that, you know, that works out. We, we had table topics where we broke into, into different groups and, you know, you can, you can hear the CVC angle on something versus, uh, the angel investors angle on it versus the startup founders angle on it. And they're, and they're in these small groups and they're just having these really deep conversations and stuff. And it's just so awesome. So anyway, back to trails. Uh, we're going to do that in Aspen Snowmass. We'll spend the day doing, you know, the, 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 the deep programming stuff. And then the next day is all where the bonding happens. Right. So, uh, you know, you imagine slopes was about, um, about skiing. Well, trails is about doing things like hiking, horseback riding, ATV riding, UTV experience. So we found a, um, we found a place that has, uh, a, we found a ranch that basically has lots of activities. So, um, you know, we'll spend the day um, bonding over, over various, uh, various activities. And then uh, the plan as it stands right now is that, is that, that Wednesday night to go to the Snowmass Rodeo and eat, and eat barbecue and uh and uh and, and enjoy an actual rodeo which you know what in my life i would have never probably gone to a rodeo but that darn yellowstone man it's kind of got me curious 
I don't know if you've ever watched Yellowstone. I watched it. I think the first time I saw Rodeo was in 2006 in uh, Fort Worth. It's um, yeah, that was that was an amazing experience, you know. You see what I mean? For me, <laughs> no, I tell you what, because it the beauty about this country is that it's so diverse that people don't understand how much it's diverse. And especially, you know, coming from Israel and looking at the different elements that usually go like, oh yeah, it's like that small thing that you see on TV and that small thing. Because in movies, you see a little bit here, a little bit there, and then you see it in real life. And then once I moved here, started to patch all of those things together, together all these patches that we get uh, the uh, uh, foreigner or the outsider uh, view on things and you're starting to create your own image of what is the US, right? It's very yeah. interesting, but that's not for this episode or for this topic about US history and where it's going. A different episode, different type of uh, podcast. Definitely. Okay, I think that we... we Rumbled enough. So May 1st and 2nd. 2nd right? and 3rd. 2nd and 3rd. Okay, cool. Great. Um, What's the name of the... Oh, uh, what's the name Inshutek. of the, the hotel? No, Inshutek Hartford oh, Symposium I know. Mohegan yes. Sun. Great. Yes. And hopefully I've done a, a well of enough job of explaining to people the differentiation of what we do with, uh, with a lot of other conferences. And also help people understand that InsureTech Hartford is a uh, it's it's more about than about the city of Hartford and in the in the in the carriers that we have there now it's it's really a, a global um, brand and really we're we're so happy and honored to be able to have the ability to bring people together from all the various audiences all across the the industry so um, thank you Gilad for the for the opportunity to, to be here. And I look forward to seeing you at Mohegan Sun on May 2nd and 3rd. First of all, it will be my pleasure. Hopefully my connection in Chicago will work properly. And the Uber driver from, what is, uh, what's the name of the, the airport in- uh, Bradley. In Hartford. Bradley uh, will, yeah. will get me there in time and in one piece. And we didn't even manage to talk about all the different issue techs out there, you know, the different, uh, different regions, which is okay because there are so many of them and we can always do another episode just to talk about that. Cool. Certainly. Wonderful. Stacy, thank you very, 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 very much for joining me today to talk about, you know, the rise of the IT men to a conference man. Ah, we can use that uh, as a title. Um, and of course, talking about the conference. I don't know. With this, with this podcast, I think we could we could transcribe it and turn it into a book. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, that can be. I can see. I can see. You know, using chat, uh, chat GPT, was... and uh, after the transcript, you know, make it a little bit nicer, and please cut it to small snippets to, so I can tweet and others that I can use for a TikTok. Although I don't have TikTok. That's a different story. My friend. Not yet. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Fun as always. And, um, and I appreciate the opportunity. And I look forward to seeing you.